0: Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high-level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences, and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop, or even virtual talk, contact me today at info at kellydparker.com. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Confident Speaker Podcast. This is episode 26, and I hope that you are doing amazing today. Thank you for spending some time with me today. So let me set the scene for you. Imagine you are preparing for a talk, a speech, a presentation, whatever you want to call it. And you've got some information that you want to share. You've got some of your expertise and things that you know really well that you want to get across. But the question of the hour is how do I start? As in, you know, kind of some of the meat that you want to get into, but how should you come out of the gate? What should be those first few sentences or thoughts that you're actually saying? What, where in the world are you going to start? And I don't know about you, but that is often one of the most difficult um, questions for me to answer in terms of, you know, I know what I want to say, but I need, I need a solid starting point. So today I want to dig into that a little bit. So normally that's the first question that we ask, right? What, what am I going to say? when I begin, as in what is my introduction actually going to include, but I actually think that's not the right question to ask. I think before you can begin to figure out exactly what you're going to say in terms of an introduction or an opening, you need to ask this question first. How do I want my audience to feel? how do I want my audience to feel? And so that's the question that I wanna answer and some of the content that I wanna dig in today to answer what are the feelings that you wanna evoke from your audience from your opening or your introduction? What are those feelings that your audience is going to feel that creates a really strong opening or introduction? So let's get into it. Number one a good introduction makes your audience feel curious. So before we actually, you know, think about the words that we're going to say, like, what, what actually am I going to say? Think about how can you make your audience feel curious? So by curious, we mean just piquing interest, right? So how do we do that? Some ways that we can create curiosity is by saying something that's super thought provoking or something that helps people think about an existing idea in a new way. Think about times where you've heard somebody challenge conventional wisdom. Maybe they've said something that goes against everything and anything that you've ever heard. So think about if I started talking and I said, um, you know, I believe setting goals is a waste of time or something like that. Or if I said, I decided that I'm going to stop working hard. I don't do that anymore. Or something like that. So it kind of goes against what you think everybody would think. So it kind of picks your interest. Like, well, what, what is he or she talking about? Where is this going? And you could use something like that to then lead into what your idea is. So maybe your idea is, I don't believe in working hard. I believe in working smart. Right? Or I don't set goals. I set Um, intentions or, you know, you kind of get the picture, but you're able to pique curiosity and lead people to be like, wait a minute, I want to hear more about this because it seems to be something I've never heard before, or it's being presented in a way that I've never heard before. The other thing that you want to keep in mind is how can you show that you know something that your audience needs to know that they don't know right now? How can you show that you know something that your audience needs to know that they don't know right now? For instance, I saw, I think on social media or something the other day, and I think it was an ad or something, but it said, if you had sales training before March, 2020, it's obsolete. So think about that for a minute. So imagine I'm I'm preparing for a speech or something and I open with something like that and I'm actually talking to individuals that maybe they work in sales or they understand that not having the proper sales training is a problem. Now I have your attention because I've uncovered a need and I'm kind of hinting at I have the solution to your problem. So really the bottom line in creating curiosity is uncovering some sort of problem or need and leading into the fact that you have a solution to a problem. So in the example that I just gave, if I start off saying, look, if you receive sales training before X date, it's obsolete, then I can use that to lead into, you know, some of the nuggets and tips that I have that are gonna be relevant right now. And for those that know they need relevant right now information in that area, Now I have piqued your curiosity, I have piqued your interest, and that's exactly how you want an audience to feel. So when you're leading into a presentation, begin to think about, you know, what can I say that will grab attention? What can I say that will highlight problems, urgent problems that they're having to really increase the chance of, okay, now you're going to want to pay attention, you're going to be hanging on my every word, because you want to hear what's coming next right? So before we can put pen to paper and really architect specifically what words we're going to use to introduce and lead into our content, think about big picture, what are some of the ways that I can create curiosity with my audience, right? So we've got curiosity, but number two, you want to make your audience feel comfortable. Comfortable. So the way that you're going to do that is by talking about things that show that you relate to your audience and or you understand them. So how are we gonna do that? Well, there are a couple ways. Um, Stories. Story, story, story. So, we talked a lot about stories in episodes 10, 11, and 12. It is so imperative as a speaker that you understand the mechanics of how to tell a good story. So, if you missed out on those episodes, definitely go back and check those out. A good story is always a way to create common ground with your audience and really humanize you as a speaker. Because once you begin to tell a story, Now, okay, you're not just a talking head on a screen or on a stage or or whatever. Now, if the story is about you, um, now I get to see you in another context. It's just a human being, right? So it's a great opportunity to provide that uh, platform to show that you relate and to show that you understand. Um, Within that, the other benefit of stories is around sharing shared and common experiences. And so perhaps you're not telling a full on story, but maybe it's a little mini story, it's a little anecdote that's around shared and common experiences that you have with your audience. So um, let me give you some examples. So I know that if I'm talking to a group of moms, I know there are certain stories that I can tell that are going to they're going to win every time and I can lead in with these stories into my content. For example, um one time I told a story about my children playing uh shoots and ladders and you know how the game goes when you get on the the shoot part it's like you get expedited to the finish line faster and when you get the ladder it like sets you back. And so I began to use that story talking about them arguing and, you know, getting upset when they get on the latter part, right? And so it's kind of a picture to a bigger idea of us in life, right? And as we encounter those positive experiences, we're on top of the world. But when we encounter those, those, um, I think I said it backwards, the (laughs) latter, you get the point, the latter Um, takes you there faster to the you know finish line faster but the shoots are what sets you back so in our life as we encounter those shoots of life and those um heartaches and those setbacks you know we're just really hurt and sometimes it takes somebody to remind you you know you're okay you're still going to make it like we're still going to strategize on how you're going to win you're still going to be able to win in your life etc etc so but I was able to use that that kind of mothering story to lead in. And for that audience, it works very well. So when you begin to think about what story or anecdote can I tell to make my audience feel comfortable, think about who your audience is and think about, you know, what experiences have you both had that could be really cool to bring to the table. Here's another way you can think about it. How can you talk about shared and common experiences that sometimes people are afraid to talk about, maybe ashamed to talk about some of the pain points in their life, how can you bring it to light in a way that shows that you understand and you can relate. So again, if I'm talking to a group, so group of moms, I start talking about um, being burned out or feeling like you're you're not good enough, or you're failing as a mom or some of those things. I may start to bring that in right out of the gate, right? Because now it's like, okay, this person gets me. I I I definitely feel that way. Okay, you too? Oh, okay, you understand what I'm going through. Okay, you get me. Well, let me let me kind of listen to what you're talking about, right? So through kind of humanizing You, um, And even if you're telling a story or an anecdote about someone else, it's still kind of humanizing, right? It's bringing in a little bit of color. Now you've got individuals that maybe didn't know you at all. Now they're feeling a little more comfortable because they're feeling more so like you relate, you understand. Let me lend you my ear. So when we're crafting and architecting, whoa, is that a word? Architecting. I don't know, but when we are crafting and architecting (laughs) our introductions, we want to start with our audience, having them in mind and thinking about how they're going to be feeling. Number one, make them feel curious. Number two, make them feel comfortable. Number three, make them feel confident. Make them feel confident. I'll give you an example. Uh when I met my husband years ago, let's see, at this time it would be I don't know, 16, 17 years ago. One of the first things that I noticed about him was I felt like he was a really good driver. Like he doesn't drive too slow. He doesn't drive too fast. Like he he's just a really good driver, I think in my opinion. Not only that, he's really good with directions. So he always knows where we're going, how to get there. He always knows. Whereas me, honey, I'm lucky to get to the grocery store and back. Like I'm always turned around in my direction. So I just love the fact, like really anywhere we wanted to go, he he always knew, knew where to go. And I just felt super safe in the cart with him. However what I realized is when there are places that he doesn't know how to go, his way to learn it like going forward so that he can know for the next time is he will not receive directions. He does not want anybody to tell him where to go. Even if we don't know where we're going, he insists on trying to figure it out and kind of ad lib on the way so that he can know for the next time. And I, I hate that. I hate that because during those times, I'm like, either we're gonna be running late. It's just not a good feeling to have somebody in the driver's seat and you don't feel confident that they know where they're going. Now, let's take that and apply that to creating a really strong introduction. In order to make your audience feel confident that you as the driver, right? Because anytime you're speaking, you're driving and you are transporting your audience somewhere, right? Your audience wants to feel confident that you know where you're going. They want to feel confident that you are clear on the direction that you are taking them. So how do you make them feel confident? You show them the map, right? Any strong introduction shows some kind of lay of the land of where we are getting ready to go. Right. And it doesn't have to be in a whole lot of detail, but it's some sort of showing of this is where we're going. And what this does is it begins to set your audience at ease and make them feel confident that, hey, not only did you reveal this, this problem or this pain point I'm having, um, not only did you present this thought provoking kind of unconventional, interesting thought to me. But now I'm feeling really confident that you can get me to a place of greater understanding of solution to my problem that you can actually deliver on all of the things that you've introduced to me. And we do that through the map. So what does that look like? It could be and it should be simply kind of seeding what your main points, those kind of headlines in your talk are going to be. And it should be very quick. It should be to the point. It should be kind of headline-ish, slogan-ish, right? So perhaps your main points are, we're making it up. Brainstorm, create, and implement. That's what we're going to discuss today. How to brainstorm, how to create, how to implement your process or whatever it is that you're speaking about, right? So somewhere within that introduction, you want to use those words, brainstorm, create, and implement. And guess what? As you're talking and you're getting into the body of your content, you want to use those same words. Brainstorm, create, and implement, or whatever your words are. You do not want to paraphrase. You do not want to use different words that are kind of the same, but not the same. Why? Because as I keep repeating those main points, those main uh, markers along the journey, I'm reinforcing the confidence that my audience can have in me That we're going exactly where I said we were going. I laid out the plan. I showed you the map. And every time I repeat those words, I'm confirming that we are in fact following the map. That we are on a path. We are going somewhere. And it's not somewhere random, child. We just out here in the woods. Oh, no, 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 no. We are going in an intentional place that is going to get us to a point of greater understanding. Right? Of our problem being solved. Of some sort of evolution and transformation that I'm intentionally bringing you to, because I'm a great driver. So, listen this. Listen to this. Your audience is rooting for you. Did you know that? I think a lot of times we feel like um, they're judging us, like they're waiting to judge us and you know pick apart the things that we're doing and not doing right. That's not true. Your audience is rooting for you in that they are hoping that you will deliver value. They're they're really hoping that whatever's coming out of your mouth is going to be worth their time, right? And if that's not happening, it's uncomfortable for them too, right? So they want to be confident that this is getting ready to be something that's worth my time and my energy. And by laying out that map and referring to that map over and over again, you're creating that level of confidence. You know, I did a live on Instagram um, the other days of the time of this recording. And I was talking about Dora the Explorer. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen Dora the Explorer, but I have seen enough Dora the Explorer to last a lifetime. So my kids, they are, man... How old are they? They're 13, 11, and almost nine, right? And each of them, if I'm being honest, has watched a whole lot of Dora, and so have I in the process. Now, one of the main characters on Dora the Explorer is the map. The map has a song. He sings a song. It's a whole thing. In every episode, she brings out the map and she talks about. These are the places that we're getting ready to go. This is what we're getting ready to do. So she brings out the map in the beginning. But not only that, throughout the talk, she keeps bringing out the map and she keeps reinforcing. This is what we said we were going to do. And this is what we're doing in real time. We're following the path that we set in the beginning. And so I'm just telling you to be like Dora, right? You want to lay that map out so that everybody's clear on what's getting ready to happen. Why? Because when we lay out the map, our audience feels confident. So the next time you are tasked with creating a talk, a presentation, a speech, a lecture even, what are you going to do? Before you put pen to paper, before you begin to say, these are the exact words and sentences and things that I'm going to talk about, take a step back and say the most important people in this equation or person or whatever, it's not me, it's my audience. And how do I want to make them feel? I want to make them feel curious, comfortable, and confident. And I want to craft all of my content with the goal of making my audience feel just that way. So the next time you are tasked with creating a talk, I want you to go ahead and implement what we've talked about today. And I hope that you have amazing results. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family.